There are profound differences tonight, and I look forward to engaging. But there's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Ah, Governor Gavin Newsom last night. He lied so many times, it was hard to keep track. Fact checkers have opened veins over last night's event on Fox News. How much time do you have to fact check? Honestly. Boy, I've got uh, I've got stuff going on all over the place for you today. I got about a seven-hour bucket of content for today. And I'm not going to be able to get to all of it, but I, I do want to share because we're raising money today, yesterday, and today, and you can donate tomorrow for Fisher House, the great Fisher House. We've been working with Fisher House. I've been working with Fisher House for many years to raise money for this great organization. We got the highest ratings for charities by, you know, the charity watchers. Highest scores you can get because they spend all the money on the mission and not on operations and things like so many other outfits do. But please donate at 888-294-8560, 888-294-8560 to donate. And I do want to share with you because um, we've got uh, Lauren from Fairfax, Virginia, donated $250. And uh, Lauren uh, notes here, Lauren was on our Chris Plant Sea Cruise last year, our excellent sea cruise last year, which was uh, wonderful, from, uh, you know, beautiful place to beautiful place. Where did we go last year? We went to Barcelona, and we went, we started in Barcelona. We did uh, southern Spain and Morocco. We went into Casablanca. And wonderful, and then up to the Algarve in southern Portugal, and then Lisbon, uh, wonderful. And Lauren was uh, uh, on that trip with us. Lauren from Fairfax, Virginia, $250. That's American money. Leslie R. Leslie R. wants to, you know, be somewhat discreet. Leslie R. donated $1,000, $1,000, in honor of her brother who fought in Vietnam. And uh, listen to this. Looking forward to talking to Chris on his upcoming cruise, our upcoming sea cruise. We begin in Amsterdam. We end in London. We uh, circle the British Isles, you know, Scotland and Northern Ireland and Ireland and Wales and England. Mostly English-speaking-ish countries, you know, great uh, stuff. So uh, wonderful. Thank you, Lauren. And uh, thank you, Leslie. And looking forward to... I'm going to buy you a cocktail. I'm going to buy you a martini on the, uh, hey, wait, all the alcohol is free on those ships. Yeah, yeah I know, but that's okay. I'll, um, I'll help. I'll go get it and bring it over. Christine from Charleston, South Carolina, just donated to Fisher House for the first time. Christine from Charleston, South Carolina, wonderful. For the first time, $1,000 from Christine in Charleston, South Carolina. First time donor to uh, the Fisher House. And Paul from Charleston, South Carolina as well. Coincidence? What do you think? I don't know. Paul from Charleston, South Carolina. Christine from Charleston, South Carolina. Paul donated, listen to this now, $1,005.90. $1,005.90. Why, you might ask, would you donate $1,005.90? Well, because Paul knows that my mothership station, my radio station mothership, where I began my illustrious radio career, 
is WMAL in Washington, D.C., and that on your radio dial is 105.9 on the FM on the FM dial. So that's uh, that's great from Paul in Charleston, South Carolina. $1,005.90. See, that's good. That's thoughtful, clever. Home station, WML, 105.9 on the FM dial. And a lot of people listen to the radio show on the uh, WMAL app. It's an app, like an application. All over the world, we do have listeners all over the world. We've heard from listeners. We haven't heard from Stephen in uh, Jerusalem uh, for several weeks now. But I... Uh, I hope and I trust that uh, he's doing great in uh, Jerusalem. We have listeners and, and callers from Canada, uh, a great listener in Belize. We've had calls from Greece lately. Um, I know listeners in Brazil and elsewhere because WML is a global station. It is, and so many people have come through, come through Washington, D.C. over the years, and if you're pro-American, this, you make this your radio station, and then when you leave and go someplace else, particularly overseas, thanks to Al Gore, peace be upon him, and his uh, beloved internet, you can uh, tap in anywhere in the world, and that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. Now, the breaking news on top of the other breaking news, the House of Representatives has voted to expel indicted Representative George Santos from Congress. The New York Republican became just the third lawmaker since the Civil War, which the Democrats started so they could keep slavery, since the Civil War to be expelled from the House of Representatives. Just the third since the Civil War. He's uh, a weirdo. The guy's a weirdo, no doubt about it. I don't want to hang out with him. All right. And um, the story just broke minutes ago. NBC Fake News is excited to report it. The House voted overwhelmingly to expel indicted Representative George Santos on Friday, pulling the curtain down on a tempestuous, tempestuous term. You know, you got me. Tempestuous. It's not a word that I normally use. It's kind of a, it's a feminine word, don't you think? Tempestuous. Uh, term in office that was marred by revelations that he'd fabricated parts of his biography Joe Biden does that constantly. Joe Biden makes up stuff about his past all the time, from Corn Pop to the Naval Academy to the list is long, long, all the fact checkers and Joe Biden. He fabricated parts of his, his biography, a scathing House ethics investigation, and a 23-count federal indictment charged him with crimes like wire fraud and money laundering. He apparently abused campaign funds, and I guess he likes Botox. Is that true? Is he is a Botox guy? Is that, is that part of his thing? Santos, re, uh, Republican from New York, had survived two previous attempts to expel him uh, this year, one in May and the other about a month ago. But Santos began losing significant support just before Thanksgiving. It's the holiday season after the bipartisan House Ethics Committee issued a damning 56-page report detailing allegations that Santos deceived his donors, filed false campaign statements, and used campaign money to fund his lavish lifestyle. You know, I think that if he just leaves the Republican Party, declares himself to be a Democrat, and runs again, that everything would be fine. Don't you think? I think then he'd be on the 
side of Satan's angels, and they'd welcome him with open arms. Along with the things he spent campaign funds on were rent, luxury designer goods. That's kind of vague, isn't it? Luxury designer goods. Personal trips to Las Vegas and the Hamptons. The Hamptons, a lot of Democrat donors up there. Cosmetic treatments, including Botox. There it is there. I just said that. And a subscription to the adult content site, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I don't know about that. Do you know about that site? He's a gay man, right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's, uh, and Botox, see? That's, uh, so that's a lot of stuff. Speaker Mike Johnson said his leadership team wouldn't whip the vote one way or the other, instead allowing members to vote their conscience. Imagine that. See, the Democrats, going back to the Civil War, they prefer the whip. They like uh, whipping votes and slaves. They're the Democrat Party, the Confederate States of America. But just before the vote, he and his team came out in opposition to removing the freshman fabulist. They called him a fabulist at NBC News. Johnson had previously signaled he would oppose expulsion, saying, I personally have real reservations about things. I'm concerned about a precedent that may be set. So in any case, he, uh, he's out. He's been kicked out of Congress, only the third since the Civil War. He's a Republican. I think it's because they're homophobic, don't you think? And Botox-phobic. It might be Botox-phobia. That could be part of it. That is, uh, that's crazy. Yes, it is. Uh-uh-uh. Santos quickly became a political liability for a handful of vulnerable New York Republicans who were part of the same freshman class. Same freshman class. His fellow New Yorkers, um, including Representatives Anthony D'Esposito, Nick LaLota, and Mark Molinaro. They're all Italian. Notice that? They've all got uh, three Italians there. That's uh, fun. And they led the oust to push him out, to oust him. So that's uh, kind of interesting because politics. Politics, politics, politics. So he's out. Now, with that said, I, I do, I just, you know, it, it, you got to bring it up because it's appropriate in this context. There is a Democrat senator who is a well-known criminal and has been for a long time. Didn't he have issues in the Dominican Republic with underage prostitutes? Uh, isn't that, uh, do I remember that correctly? Because Bob Menendez, they call him Bob, not Robert. Gold bars and stacks of cash, colon. They love their colons. How Bob Menendez ended up charged with bribery. See, he's, he's in the Senate, and he's been charged with crimes, too. And, in fact, the crimes are up the yin-yang, and they're all over the place. The New Jersey senator, I love to say, don't call him a Democrat yet, says he won't resign, but a federal indictment lays out a lurid scheme of alleged corruption. The corruption has been alleged. When federal prosecutors raided Bob Menendez's home in the summer of 2022, well over a year ago, they found a staggering haul. The U.S. Senator for New Jersey, one of the most influential and powerful Democrats in the country, the Guardian in the U.K. reports, had almost $500,000 in cash stuffed into jacket pockets, closets, and a safe. That's more appropriately in the safe. Along with 13 gold bars, 
two of them marked as one kilogram in weight. That's a pretty good amount of money there. In the garage was a gleaming Mercedes-Benz, allegedly bought for Menendez and his wife, who had been, she's been charged also, along with her husband, with accepting bribes in return for political favors. Imagine that. So the gold bars, and where were the gold bars from again? They were from Egypt, right? So who in Egypt is giving this Democrat senator gold bars, big old gold bars? I like gold bars. Gold bars are nice. You don't really want a one kilo gold, but you want one of the big ones, like in, you know, the movie Goldfinger, like the size of a brick, one of the big bricks. You want one of those. That's got to be worth some cash, I'm thinking. Yeah, so uh, is the Senate under the Lizard King, Chuck Schumer, going to expel Menendez now? Here's the short answer. No. No, they're not. They're Democrats. They don't care. They're going to walk it off. And what about the child prostitutes and the dem- You know, that just was swept away. That was no big deal at all. Oh, speaking of which, a Democrat senators blocking the release of uh, a very lurid bit of paper that should be released. And, and, and uh, what do you hear this? It's uh, Dickie Durbin again. Here he comes, the turban. And what is it that he's blocking? He's preventing the release of, what is it? Flight logs? Epstein didn't kill himself? Why is Dickie the turban blocking the release of these documents having to do with the flight logs of Jeffrey Epstein, speaking of underage prostitutes in faraway places? Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. you, You may be aware that yesterday and today, we on the Chris Plant Show are raising money for the Fisher House and the Fisher House Foundation. And the number to contribute is 888-294-8560. Uh, we've been talking to people who have had, you know, who worked for Fisher House and have had experiences with Fisher House. And, and on the line now, we've got Jack Delude. Jack is an Army paratrooper. And... Uh, Got in a motorcycle accident, and and Jack, I guess you found yourself in need of the the great services that Fisher House provides, huh? Oh yes, sir, very much. Well, you're a romping, stomping paratrooper, so you're uh, you know you're a brave man and a risk taker, and and you're uh, riding a motorcycle, and you had a uh, serious accident, and uh, tell me what happened from there, Jack. Uh, yes, sir. So my uh, first motorcycle accident was October 30th of 2015. Um, I hit and killed an 1,800-pound cow on my motorcycle, and that story could only have any 
truth and Fort Hood, Texas, but that <laughs> happened. That that happened, and I was in a medicinal coma for 21 days. And while I was in the coma, the Fisher House put up my my friends and family so they could come out. I'm from born and raised North Carolina, so being stationed out of Fort Hood, Texas, was like a whole nother world to me and my family. So the Fisher House jumped through the hoops and they, they did anything and everything I could have ever asked for in, in regards to taking care of my family. Wow. Uh, so you're at uh, hood, you're, you're in the army, you're riding your motorcycle. Were you going hundred miles now? I, no, I don't want to, you know, if you're uh, violating the speed limit, were you going 120 miles an hour? Uh, no, sir. I was actually <laughs> just driving. I was actually just driving back to base from uh, just hanging out with some buddies, and it was about two forty-five in the morning. And I was just driving back to base, and uh, a herd of cattle came out on the road, and I just happened to catch one. Wow, that is a crazy story. That is a kind of an only in Texas story, and uh, so it's exactly. good and dark, and you're riding along. It's a dark road, and hey, what are all these cows doing here? And an eight hundred cow. Now, just to be clear, you're a soldier, U.S. Army, so you did kill the cow, right? You said that, right? Oh, I, yes, sir. I, I, I killed about eight. It was projected to be about eighteen hundred pound cow. Wow, that or, is. Or a steer. That is wild. Did they let you keep the steaks or anything? You know, still to this day, I don't, I don't believe I ever had one because I never smelled my clone or anything. So it, it had to be from other cattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and and boy, a twenty-one day. They you were in an induced coma for twenty-one days. That is serious stuff. And then you came out of the coma, and your family is steps away at a Fisher house. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. So the the accident happened in Fort Hood, Texas, and then they they shipped me down to San, uh, Fort Sam Houston, down in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. And when I when I when I came back to like my family were around my bedside and. I had to get caught up on everything that had happened because of a, uh, a TBI or traumatic brain injury that I sustained. Yeah. Yeah, and the big medical facility is at uh, Fort Sam, right, in San Antonio. Um, yes, sir. So they medevaced you there because, uh, boy, in 21 days in an induced coma, and when you came to, there's your family. That's Fisher House, yes, huh? Boy. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, Fisher House. They, they, put, up, they put everyone up. They gave us anything and everything we could have ever asked for. And it was just, it was, it was a, a, a God honest blessing to have the Fisher house and to wow. have people looking out for, for me and for my family. Was, I just, I couldn't have asked for any better. God, uh, God bless you, Jack. Uh, saluting you, sir. Just God bless you. 888-294-8560. Yeah, we, uh, once a year, we take two days, and uh, thanks to you, we we raise money for Fisher House, which really is just the greatest, and and they do get the highest ratings you can get for for charities, for charitable organizations, and you know what better cause our troops, our military, people serving, sacrificing, offering everything, and uh, amazing, and and uh, the latest we have Patricia. From Middlebury, from Middlebury, Vermont, spouse of career military, $1,000 from Patricia, and uh, 
Patricia says she has visited the Fisher House in Landstuhl, Landstuhl, Germany, which is where so many of our combat wounded were uh, transported out of Iraq and Afghanistan because of the the world-class military facility there at Landstuhl in Germany. And Patricia uh, didn't explain why visited uh, Fisher House in Landstuhl, but the usual reason would be because a, a family member, career uh, spouse perhaps, um, found himself at the military facility Landstuhl in Germany after being medevaced out of either Iraq or Afghanistan uh, in all probability. And Patricia contributed very generously $1,000, $1,000. We have uh, Rodney, who is on a C-5A crew at Dover, Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. Rodney has donated $200 American dollars, says that uh, Chris, that's me, should visit the museum on the base, Dover Air Force Base, when he's in Dover. I, uh, you know, I, I'm looking over a four-leaf clover. The, uh, yeah, I haven't been to Dover lately, but, you know, Delaware is a fun state. It's got some problems, you know, the Biden family, uh, to name one. But, uh, but never mind that. So we've got uh, Rodney, uh, C5, the C5A Galaxy, gigantic, gigunda transport plane, huge jet engine, uh, four, four jet engine airplane. And it's, you know, like when the President of the United States uh, travels, you might see uh, C5As going with the motorcade in the back. You can also you transport armored, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, big, heavy stuff, tanks. The uh, C5A is the biggest mamma jamma. We got the C-17 newer, but the C-5A Galaxy is the, it's uh, Mamma Jamma, I'm telling you. And Rodney works on a C-5A crew at Dover, $200. Thank you, Rodney. Saluting you. And I will visit the museum when I get uh, to Dover. Also, Andrew from Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. Who lives in Frederick, Maryland? We know people live in Frederick, Maryland. Andrew from Frederick, Maryland donated $105.90 in honor of Jules Orteg, that's my father, because were it not for him, there would be no Chris Plant. That's what it says. That's in honor of my father who art in heaven, as we used to say when we were children. 105, because uh, WMAL 105.9 on your radio dial. That's great stuff. Andrew, thank you very much. Rodney, God bless, saluting you once again. And Patricia, saluting you, military spouse. Been to the Fisher House at Landstuhl. $1,000. Thank you all very much. $1 million donation, you know, if you're a billionaire or something, $1 million. And I'll come over to your house and cut your lawn. And my uh, the other host, the morning host, the evening host, Vince Colonnais said uh, on WMAL 105.9 in Washington, one of the most popular apps on the planet Earth. Well, you know, for radio, uh, things like that. And... Uh, Vince Colonnais said that he would come over with his weed whacker and he'd, he'd go around the edge, go around the edges, do the edging. Larry O'Connor, our morning show host, said he would come over with Patrice Onwuka, the wonderful Patrice Onwuka, and they would sit in lawn chairs and drink margaritas and watch us and laugh at us. So that's the uh, for $1 million. And we got that. I think that's very nice. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Um, I know we're doing a lot of things here today, and there are a lot of moving parts, and I... I I want to get to a call here in just a moment, but I, I want to share with them. There's just so much to share. 
about the, the ceasefire ending, the truce. It wasn't really a ceasefire. It wasn't really a truce. The troglodytes from hell uh, launched at least one missile yesterday out of the Gaza to try to kill some more Jews because that's what they live and die to do. They're a homicidal, suicidal, genocidal death cult. They are Hamas. They are radical Islam. And so uh, the Israelis took back to the skies and dropped a couple bombs on the terrorists, which uh, the Voice of America won't refer to as terrorists, using our taxpayer dollars uh, to lie, you know. And uh, two Palestinians showed up at a bus stop in Jerusalem and mowed down 19 people. And um, I think it was two off-duty military people, is that right, that shot them to death and killed them, which is the thing to do. That's, uh, that's what you do. And uh, we have that Cobble Kirby soundbite because I was watching the briefing at the White House yesterday and Cobble Kirby, a disgraced former naval officer, was asked, hey, a couple of Palestinians just mowed down a whole bunch of civilians at a bus stop in Jerusalem, murdering at least three of them and wounding at least 16. Does that mean that they have, you know, pulled the plug on the, the pause? And Kabul Kirby had this to say. Regarding the attack in Jerusalem, in which Hamas has taken credit, does the U.S. Um, view that attack in any way to be a violation of the ongoing truce between Israel uh, and Hamas? Uh, I don't want to get in. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a. Um, what are you not? A lawyer here. This attack happened in Jerusalem. Right. The pauses in the fighting uh, were specific to Gaza. Okay, so that's as simple as that. I mean, it wasn't. Therefore, it didn't violate. It didn't technically violate the the deal that was in place, but obviously, it's a stark reminder of of, of who they're facing and what, what kind of what kind of enemy that they're opposing. Yeah, yeah. Now the updating. Uh, now uh, you hear what he just said, right? That, and now the headline is four uh, killed, um, and uh, pay no attention because Kabul Kirby at the White House. Kabul Kirby, the one said, well, that was in Jerusalem. So that doesn't count as a violation of the pause, which is the White House telling every terrorist anywhere near Israel that you can kill anybody anywhere in Israel, sweet as you please, and it doesn't violate the pause, doesn't violate any agreement. That's what Kabul Kirby just said there. Now, that's your... Uh, that's your White House. That's your Biden White House. That's the U.S. government. That's pretty remarkable, I've got to say. Two gunmen, Hamas gunmen, opened fire. And the reporter said they took credit. They took, I might have said, took responsibility if I were the reporter asking the question. But that's me. Two Hamas gunmen opened fire at Jerusalem bus stop, killing three. It's possible that one died later from wounds. The two Hamas gunmen killed three people at Jerusalem bus stop during morning rush hour on Thursday. And uh, Israel reiterated its commitment to wiping out the Palestinian Islamic uh, faction, Islamist fashion, uh, faction and, and uh, the killing spree. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, this is just mad, 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 mad world. The terrorists arrived at the scene by car in the morning, armed with an M16 rifle and a handgun. The M16 rifle might have been from the overflow that Joe Biden left in Afghanistan. The terrorists have been spreading them around. 
we left an awful lot of hardware there, an awful lot of equipment there, and who do you think is going to use it? The terrorists began shooting at civilians before subsequently being killed at the scene. So that's the, the happy part of this story. Just uh, And, and they uh, also fired at least one missile into Israel yesterday from the Gaza. And Kabul Kirby said, well, no, technically that I'm not a lawyer, you know, so don't quote me. I'm just uh, the spokesman here at the podium at the White House for the National Security Council, United States of America. But I think that technically does not violate the agreement. So you can kill as you will anywhere else in Israel, and that doesn't violate the agreement. That was an invitation to madness, of course, by by the Biden White House. That's uh, just just amazing. Well, let me take that back. It's not amazing. It's appalling, but it's not amazing. That's just who they are. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I say. Now, we were just talking about Senator Menendez and the gold bars and the $500,000 in cash. Now, uh, the lizard king, Chuck Schumer, is not going to expel him from the Senate just because he had $500,000 in cash stuffed into pockets of jackets hanging in closets and uh, piles of gold bars, apparently from people in Egypt and um, uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz that was given as a gift. And there is nothing to see here, right? Nothing to see. Well, you know, Senator Menendez, this is a, a news media tradition and a Democrat family tradition. Senator Menendez has a daughter, which might be his own and her name is Alicia, Alicia Menendez. Alicia Menendez is an anchor woman at MSNBC. Right? And um, I've had a, a reliable journalist friend of mine has made me aware that Alicia, Alicia Menendez um, has her own show on MSNBC, a Democrat Party front group, and that she's spent the week this week talking about the corruption of various politicians. Right? including people that might be expelled from the House of Representatives, like George Santos, spending a lot of time talking about that. But she never mentioned her own father and the closet full of cash and the Mercedes-Benz and the pile of gold bars. And you'll all be happy to learn that Alicia Menendez has now been given a new weekend show, a new weekend show on MSNBC. And uh, she's very excited to be launching her new uh, propaganda front That's actually the name of the show. It's called Democrat Propaganda Front with Alicia Menendez. That's not really what it's called. I just named it that, but that's not really what it's called. That's your Democrat Party. They're not well. Uh, Here is uh, WAMU, American University, left-wing, taxpayer, teat radio. Um, Where they're about a mile from the radio station where we sit right now. And WAMU, that's an NPR, National Panhandler Radio station. Give them everything. Give them your car. Maybe it's, it's like Senator Menendez. Give them your car. Give them your real estate. Your kids don't deserve to inherit anything. Give everything to National Panhandler Radio. Your cows, your real estate, your private jet. Give them everything. Here's their headline. Local black activists join pro-Palestinian, comma, ceasefire demonstrations. They want to cease fire so that the terrorists can regroup and come back and wipe out uh, Israel. Frankie Sebron, they type on behalf of the radical left at WAMU. Frankie Sebron says that protesting for Palestine, 
is akin to protesting for black lives. See, this is the radical left-wing extremist construct. It's the Marxist construct. It is the critical race theory construct, the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion construct, which holds that uh, all people of color are victims in the world. Therefore, all white people are evil, evil. In fact, we had that guy, another guy we didn't play yesterday, was the one that wrote the story about the nine-year-old boy that went to the Kansas City Chiefs game, and he wore the Chiefs colors on his face, the black on one side and the red on the other side. And the crooked reporter at Deadspin uh, wrote a slanderous smear of a nine-year-old boy, new lows, absolutely new lows. And uh, he was doing an interview on a black-only program because they're all racists. And uh, and he said he's he's big man on campus over at this, this Deadspin. And he said that that he would give voice to anyone as long as they're not straight white men. Gay white men, yes, check that box. That might tell us something about him, I'm not sure. Uh, women, any POC, that's people of color, he would give uh, airtime, he would give print to anybody except straight white men. That's what he said. Because he's a racist, obviously, and he's a heterophobe. I think he's suffering from heterophobia. Why does he have heterophobia? What do you think that tells about him? About this racist. What was that racist name again? That Karen. Yeah, Karen's first name is Karen. C-A-R-R-O-N. Yeah, Karen Phillips. Yeah, heterophobia and racism at its best. Deadspin. That's a left-wing publication. They're all the same. I don't want to generalize. But these lefties, they're all the same. Now, Senator Rand Paul, who is a medical doctor, sprang into action and used the Heimlich maneuver on fellow Republican Senator Joni Ernst. She's the Iowa Republican. She was uh, choking on uh, food at lunch yesterday. And Senator Rand Paul is, of course, a medical doctor. And uh, sprang into action, gave Joni Ernst the uh, Heimlich maneuver, uh, popped that food out of her throat, and, and Senator Joni Ernst is fine and and Senator Rand Paul is a medical doctor, and you can read stories about it, and they still don't say that he's a medical doctor. He is a doctor, and Jill Biden is not. I just want to say that. All right, let's go back, uh, because today, today is our second day of two days a year, where we help to raise money for the Fisher House, people most wonderful, 888-294-8560. And on the line, we have Tom Delu, who is... Amazingly, the father of uh, Jack Lou, who we spoke to a little while ago. Sir, Mr. Lou, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. You bet. Now, uh, as I said, we spoke to your son Jack just a little while ago and his amazing story. And now we can hear from, from your end. Now, you're also an Army veteran yourself and a yep. caregiver now to your son Jack. Why don't you tell me how you were introduced to uh, Fisher House? Well, when he had his first accident in October of 15, I was getting ready to go to work, and I got a call from his first sergeant advising me that he'd been in an accident and he was in the hospital. And uh, 
he said that they had contact. They said, were told us where he was, and uh, I think Scott White out near Killeen. And so, I mean, it was just, I just unpacked and repacked and called his mother, and we were on our way. We got out there that evening to find him in the hospital. And then uh, after several days there, he was in a medicinal coma because of his uh, brain injury. And after several days, they transported him down to Sam Houston, which was a bigger, I guess, better facility. Right. And the Red Cross had taken care of his mother and I when we were up in up in uh, Colleen. They, you know, they took care of our, our rooms and stuff, and I mean, they were wonderful. But when we got down to down to Sam Houston, we were advised to get in touch with the Fisher House, and. I, from there, it was just it was just heavenly. They just they took us in. They, they put us in different houses because we were divorced at the time, and they couldn't put. I asked about to put us together. <laughs> so they uh, anyway they they took us into the Fisher House and they just took care of our needs, gave us everything we needed, toiletries, anything that we needed. They were there for us. And you know, had it not been for them, I mean, I was out there for two three two weeks first time and then I went back near Christmas and it were, if it weren't for them I wouldn't have been able to go out there and just hang out. Yeah mom. and that's I, I tell you Tom that's something I hadn't heard is that you and your wife were divorced at the time and they and they were they put you in separate houses that's pretty accommodating huh? It's probably for safety reasons. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but uh, yes yeah, sir they, they did and then and then I left and technically they by, you know, by their rules they're not supposed to allow are supposed to have separate rooms or separate things for the families. And but, but the, the, the woman that ran the Fisher House on St. Houston right there by the hospital was so gracious to me. She just, and I told her that I wanted to come back. She said, well, we're not supposed to. I said, okay, well, thanks for trying. And she said, well, I'll tell you what, because then she met Jack, because Jack had gotten out. He was out. Yeah. He was out. Allowed to walk and they around. accommodate you because they're the Fisher House, and they are amazing. God bless you, and thank you, and I'm saluting you, sir. Please, 888-294-8560. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.